My name is Sean Rapier, and I love Disneyland. I love the attractions, the food, the parades. Really, I love it all. And when I can't actually be at the parks, I love talking to other Disneyland superfans. That's why I created this podcast. In each episode, a rotating group of co-hosts and I will break down what really makes Disneyland the happiest place on earth. So let's leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. This is the Castle Collective. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Castle Collective. And I'm super excited because not only are we doing one of my favorite attractions, and not only did we get huge news on this attraction, but one of my favorite, favorite Disney-connected people in the world is my guest from the Collective, Heather Walwork. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sean. It's great to be here. I am super, super excited. You're the you're the perfect person to have on here because there's so much going on with this attraction. We are talking about Splash Mountain. And today, Heather, we got some big news on Splash Mountain today as we are recording. <laughs> what was that news? Oh my goodness, really big news. They are going to retheme the Splash Mountain ride to be Princess and the Frog themed. Very yes. exciting. It is. It's that was big news. Boy, that just blew up and went crazy. And we are going to talk about our thoughts or our hopes or our fears or whatever on Princess and the Frog. We will definitely get to that. We're going to do that at the end, though, because we got to give uh, Splash Mountain its due love and respect, how much we love this attraction. And then uh, at the end, once we've ridden through it together, we'll talk about the new Princess and the Frog. But before we do, we got to talk about Heather's street cred because when it comes to Disney, we got a little superstar here. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about your history with uh, the Disney Company. Well, I worked as a story artist and story lead for Disney Interactive on the Disney Infinity playsets, and that was quite a lot of fun. The best part about working for Disney is that you get a main entrance pass that lets you and three of your friends into any Disney park anytime for free. And so I visited Disneyland quite a bit during those years. It was fantastic. That is just so awesome. So if you played with Disney Infinity... Uh, you probably have played with Heather's work, especially what was it, Moana, that you spent a lot of time on, right? Yes, yes. And Moana ended up not getting released, but uh, mm. I did I did do a lot of work on the Force Awakens playset as well as a oh, bunch of the awesome. Marvel playsets, and it was just a lot of fun. And Heather is a phenomenal artist and does some of the coolest Disney work. So at the end, we'll share how you can follow her and see all her work. You can kind of tell I'm a bit of a Heather fanboy, so <laughs> it's great. I love everything Heather does, but super excited. We get to talk about Splash Mountain, which I also love. Uh, we're going to go first, of course, through our Fast Pass facts, these coming from UndercoverTourist.com and a few other websites that we threw together. First of all, there are three versions of the ride. There's Disneyland, uh, Disney World, and Tokyo. Have you been on any of the other ones, Heather? I have been on the Disney World ride as well as Disney. I have too. I've never been to Tokyo's. I've been to Tokyo and stupidly did not go to uh, Disney Tokyo. But uh, but I, yeah, that was next dumb. Time. <laughs> uh, yeah, there better be a next time. Uh, at Disneyland, this attraction opened in 1989. Uh, sadly, I was. Already 12 years old at that point. Uh, no, sorry, I was 17. 
What am I doing? My math is terrible. I was 17 years old when Splash Mountain opened. I don't need to know how young you were, Heather. I know you're a lot younger than I am. So, but I still do remember it, you know, being a teenager. Uh, the idea was by Tony Baxter, the greatest Tony Baxter. So awesome. He thought of it while he was stuck in traffic. And one of the, maybe one of the reasons it's changing, at least a lot of speculation, is it's taken from Song of the South. Song of the South has a little bit of a tricky history for some people. Mm -hmm. And Disney has never seemed fully comfortable with that movie. It's never been released on DVD by Disney. They kind of, you know, it's, it takes place in, uh, in, in the South during the the time of slavery. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit tricky. I think they themed it really well based on the movie, but they can't, can't do too much with it right now, right? Right. It is a little tough. Um, I can understand uh, them retheming it and trying something new. So, um, but, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of great, great songs and elements to the ride. Yeah, there sure are. It's one of the best soundtracks. We're definitely going to talk about that a lot. Uh, the original name for Splash Mountain was going to be Zippity Run. And then actually Michael Eisner, who seems to have his finger in almost everything in the era that he was involved, (laughs) uh, he wanted to promote the movie Splash. And at one point they talked about making it a mermaid-themed attraction. Thank heavens (laughs) it didn't go that route. Uh, So it became Splash Mountain. And that used to be Bear Country down there. They changed it to Critter Country to make a little bit more sense. And so I think that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Mark Davis, who was an animator on the film Song of the South, he created a lot of the animatronics uh, for Splash Mountain, but not necessarily for Splash Mountain. These are repurposed animatronics. Now, you're probably too young to remember America Sings, I'm guessing. I don't remember it, but I can tell which of the animatronics came from it. Yeah, they're kind of a little bit dated. Yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> I remember America Sings. It was a show that took place that uh, took the place of Carousel of Progress when that moved over oh. to Disney World. And and uh, it's just awesome. So uh, basically, those are our fast facts. And uh, it's a really cool attraction. I'm excited that we get to talk about it. But let's get on this. Uh, let's get on this ride. One of the things that's kind of funny about uh, when you get there, you know, it's kind of set by itself. You have to walk by it to get down to uh, Critter Country and, and Winnie the Pooh and whatnot. And there, you kind of have two choices. Now, if it's a slow day, you get your choice. If it's really busy, you don't get your choice. And that is you can either get in line and walk all the way down through the line that they expect you to walk through or you can run around and uh, try to beat everybody who's in line because just go up to the entrance. Which are you? Do you go get in the line or do you walk around? Well, I'm usually coming from New Orleans Square. So I'm like, oh, there's the entrance. And so I get in early. And then by the time I get to the second entrance, there's a bunch of people getting in front of me. And I'm like, dang it, that's right. There's a second entrance to this. And I'm guilty of that. I unless I unless I see that the line is you know forming uh, around the mountain itself. Now I definitely run straight up to the main entrance and get in. Yeah, oh, you're the guy who cuts me off. I am that jerk. I love cutting in line. Not cutting in line. I look. If they didn't want me to do it, they shouldn't leave it open. That's all I'm saying. That is all that I am saying. 
Uh, this is this is an attraction that uh, that has fast passes. I will also say, and this is theory. None of this is this this part is not a fact, but this is my theory. I think there is a bigger how do you how do you explain it? The ca- bigger chasm between the difference of the ride times of this ride than any other. So, for example, really? Space Mountain right gets super busy, and then it's never not busy right? It's never, mm-hmm. Space Mountain is never a five minute line. That will never happen. Peter Pan is never a five minute line. Splash Mountain, if it's a hundred degrees outside, Splash Mountain could have a two and a half hour, three hour line. <laughs> if it's the middle of winter and they're open till midnight at midnight, you are walking on that ride. <laughs> There's a lot of variance in the wait yeah. times. Uh, yeah. Because is... to be freezing. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a big difference. So what do you feel? You walk in, you're you're going through Critter Country, you're coming from New Orleans Square, as you mentioned, you walk in uh, through the entrance and immediately that music starts hitting you. What do you feel when you first walk in? Oh my goodness. I just love the music so much. I just feel so happy. It's just a cheerful, cheerful wait and a cheerful ride. And and, uh, I kind of feel like they're tricking me into being excited about getting wet. <laughs> it's like, no, this is going to be fun. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, you uh, definitely, you feel that way. But you walk in, you got zippity doodah, and you've got mm-hmm. all this amazing music, and it just feels fantastic. It's a little bit deceptive because the line outside is so long, and then when you go inside, you think, oh, I'm finally here. Mm-hmm. It's really long inside. <laughs> It really is. At least it's shaded. And I think there's yeah. fans, right? So. There are fans and it's shaded. And the other nice thing is, while there's not a lot of entertaining stuff necessarily in line, it's very well themed. You know, mm-hmm. you're in a sawmill, you see some of the older stuff and you know, you're in a cutout, you know, mountain, uh, which I think is really fun. Mm-hmm. But then the other part is there, they make it abundantly clear that there is a big drop coming up. <laughs> there are signs it seems like every five steps you take that there are signs hey warning this is a big big drop be careful so now isn't yeah. there an escape route too if you change your mind there's at least one and there might be multiple and then there's the final i would call it kind of the emergency rip cord which is that you step into the boat and step right back out and leave <laughs> And I have seen that happen. I have seen that happen. And not just little kids. I've seen grown men step in and go, nope, not doing it. And step right back out. Uh, Then you, uh, let's see, then you walk through. So you walk through, you're enjoying the music. It's a very enjoyable line. Mm -hmm. You get up to the front. You tell them how many people. Now, are you one who angles for a certain seat or you just put me wherever? Oh, I definitely angle for the back seat. Yeah, tell us why. Well, I don't like getting wet. I'm kind of like a cat. So you'd think that I wouldn't like Splash Mountain. I love Splash Mountain. (laughs) But it's uh, it does get you wet. And so the back seat, I feel like, is a lot safer because I can tuck myself behind the person in front of me. They take the splash Uh, for me. That is really funny. (laughs) The the combination of I don't like getting wet. I love Splash Mountain. It's awesome. <laughs> that, that is that is really funny. Yeah, I sort of don't, I don't think that much about it. And I think, you know, I'm a large, heavy man. 
And so I feel like wherever I go, the water is just attracted to me. So I've sat in the front and gotten soaked. I've sat in the back and gotten soaked. I uh, I actually think that if I sit in the back, the people in front, especially if they're little kids, they stay dry because I kind of lift up the nose <laughs> so it doesn't plow into the water quite as much. So You do them a favor. <laughs> yeah. So we hop on. You know, there are a few single seats and then in the back there's a uh, a seat where people can sit with their kids. The seating is different from how the seating is at Disney World, uh, yeah. but I do like the the Disneyland seating. And then you're off. And I I don't know about you. I don't love getting wet either. I get this like as soon as we take off, I get this first moment of why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> I want to enjoy, but why <laughs> why am I on this thing? But man, there is no turning around then. You cannot pull a pull a string or anything and make the ride stop. So you keep you keep on going. The nice thing is you kind of start off as a traditional log ride, right? I mean, right. you get to see the park and it's mm-hmm. just it's just beautiful. beautiful and then right. if you haven't been on it, something happens that scares people to death. You come around a corner <laughs> and you see the big drop. And then you see that you're about to drop. <laughs> you kind of get that that first drop. So how wet do you get on the first drop, the mini drop? Um, not too wet. There's a there's like the initial splash, and then there's the slosh afterwards, and that tends to get me a little bit more wet. I feel like every time we crush through the water, it kind of doesn't get me wet, and I go, "Oh, fantastic! We didn't get wet." Then suddenly all the waves come together and a big <laughs> slosh just hits me somewhere. Yeah, that's the worst. That's when you get wet shoes. <laughs> but I like that first little drop. It's a, It kind of prepares you. You know, it's right. a preparation drop. <laughs> right. So you're at least ready a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Then right into the animatronics. Now, the animatronics, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, they... They need some love anyway. Whether or not this this overlay was coming, they're not all functioning exactly right. And some of them are very mechanical. I mean, animatronics have come a long way since the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the late 70s of uh, America Sings. So, yeah, but there are some cool animatronics. Do you have a, a favorite in that first area after the drop? Um, not in the first area towards, uh, the splash. I really love the baby bunnies. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The baby bunnies are awesome. I love in this first area. I love all the birds singing and playing instruments. I think are really fun. But then I love that Br'er Bear is tied up and I love (laughs) that Br'er Fox is yelling at him about how much of a fool he looks like for being tied up and, and Br'er Bear is just kind of laughing about it. And it's, it's really, really fun. So you go through this fun section and I feel like this is a theme in the show is like you get lulled into this sense of, you know, you start off, Oh, it's beautiful. I can see the park boom drop and I get wet. Now it's fun. And I can see these cute animatronics and the music is amazing. And uh, then all of a sudden you go into what we call the whoop-de-doo drop. I don't know if there's an official name for it, but it's kind of a... <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of ride it down, go up again, and then back mm-hmm. down. Sometimes I feel like that gets you wetter than the first drop, even though it's a smaller one. Yeah, I kind of feel like it does too. And I don't know if it's the speed that you're taking it out or what it is. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but then, you know, if you haven't gotten wet enough by that point and then you're Mm -hmm. still kind of, you start off, you're still in this, everybody's got a happy player, you know, um, Mm -hmm. everybody's happy and everybody's singing and everybody's having fun. 
But then it starts to get a little bit dark Mm. and you start noticing some different things going on. You mentioned earlier the bunnies. Oh, yes. Uh, This is the bunnies that are looking at their mom as she's singing. (laughs) And they're all kind of scared. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like that part. And she's, her, to me, she is like the most intimidating part. She's got her face just looks all contorted. Well, first of all, you've gone past the... What are those wombats? I don't know what those are. Oh, the are no, they, they hang. Oh, possums. yeah, possums. Thank mm-hmm. you. They are not wombats. They are <laughs> possums. But you got the mama possum already crying, but the the mama of the rabbits, she is, you know, don't you go to the laughing place? <laughs> it makes me want to turn around. I'm like, listen to the rabbit. Why are we still going? <laughs> Something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> All the theming in there, right? I mean, you've oh, got yeah. uh, you've got Brer Rabbit is tied up in there. You know that things are going south. It, it's just not good. And you get all the purple lighting and all the kind of black Ooh. lights going. Yeah, the nobody vultures. nobody sets a mood. Yeah, and then you start going up. Right as you're about to go up, vultures. Have you ever seen a movie or had an experience or anything where vultures was a good sign? <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) I think suffice it to say, if you're seeing vultures, you're not doing well. Something is not going to be good on this. So, yeah, you see the vultures. The other thing is, as you're going up, you see the uh, all around you. It goes black and then it's lightning. You get the lightning and the thunder. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty scary part, too. If the kids on the right aren't scared by now, then they're not paying attention because yeah. this is right before the drop. They, they're scared out of their mind. I'm scared out of my mind at this part. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Now is the time I think it's brilliant what they've yeah. done in that they didn't, they didn't just shoot you up to the top and have you start at the top and then suddenly go up a drop. You go up that tick, 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 mm-hmm. you know, that classic roller coaster <laughs> feel. Where you're going up and there's only one way to go, don't you think that builds a lot of anticipation? <laughs> it does. It's like, how far are we going to drop? <laughs> you kind of yeah. wonder, right? Yeah. yeah. It is one of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Time to freak out for sure. <laughs> and then you get up over that top. Have you ever gotten stuck on the the way up? Oh, no. Have you? Yes, oh. that is the worst because you kind of prep yourself. One time we got stuck for a while, uh, about oh, you no. know two thirds of the way up. And so you're prepping, prepping, prepping. Then we stop. Then you're sitting. And at first you're scared, like what's going on? Then you get really comfortable. And then out of nowhere, it starts ticking again. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite, quite the experience. And so... Uh, then you go up and you come over and here comes the big splash. Now for someone who doesn't like getting wet, walk us through the process of not getting wet on Splash Mountain. Okay. Well, you kind of curl up in a fetal position and get your shoes off the floor and kind of tucked up behind the chair and the person in front of you. And then, uh, just curl up basically. So as you go down, you know, they take a picture and, uh, you can't see me. You can just see a little bit of my hair. (laughs) And that's it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you don't even pose in the picture. You're just gone. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm no fun. <laughs> Have you ever gotten really soaked even with your strategies? 
Um, I've gotten it bad enough that it's soaked my shoes. And that's, that's kind of the worst because then you're yeah. all over the park. The shoes <laughs> are the worst. We have a, a friend who was on actually last week, Brian Lords was on last week to talk about Soren and he oh. has one of the greatest tips I've ever heard. He, <gasps> he packs flip-flops in his backpack, oh puts on the flip-flops and puts his shoes and socks in his backpack in a bag and then wears flip-flops. When he gets out, his feet dry, he puts his shoes back on. What a great idea. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, I am definitely I am <laughs> definitely going toward that at some point. At some point awesome. I am definitely going to try that because yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Tip. I'm totally doing yeah. that next time for Grizzly yeah. Rapids too. Okay, Grizzly Rapids, and we're going to get there, you know, at some point <laughs> we'll do that as an episode. If you don't like getting wet, what are you doing getting on Grizzly Rapids? <laughs> oh, that would be peer pressure. <laughs> oh my like, gosh, oh, that ride. <laughs> that ride, you might as well just dive in. You get so wet. So Yeah. Yeah, they should have like a rating. We should come up with like a Disney rating system for how wet oh. you get. Like from uh from basically from like what pirates right. to uh <laughs> Yeah, you get the tiny splash <laughs> to all the way up to Grizzly where you're completely saturated. So, so you go through the big drop. The other thing that people don't mention as much is all of the briars that you go into. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Isn't that so fun? If you, if you watch from the outside, it looks like you're shooting straight into a giant briar right. patch. Right. Which would not which- feel good. Which I think the character does in one of the animated sequences is he tricks uh, Br'er Bear and Br'er Fox by jumping into the briar patch. Or yes, briar yeah. Patch. And I think it's a call out to that, which is just awesome. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people tend to pose at this point. Oh, uh, yes. In fact, there are whole websites just filled with the different creative. Do you, have you ever done it? Well, you haven't done a creative pose. You hide. Mm-hmm. No, Do you I know hide. anyone who's done a creative pose? Oh my goodness, yes. I have uh, friends, the Arnitas, and it's a couple and they have four girls. And uh, every time they go to Disneyland, they pose in some creative way because they take up a whole log. And so like the first time they posed all asleep. And then the second time they got a little bit more creative where they brought a curling iron and makeup and they pretended to be like doing their hair and stuff. (laughs) Their dad dad was holding up a sign and help. (laughs) They brought, they, (laughs) yeah, they snuck it on. They brought props. They brought in props. They had to carry props all day just for a Splash Mountain picture. They did. They're serious. They're serious fans. Oh my gosh, that's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah. And the third time they went, it was around Thanksgiving. And so they had an inflatable turkey and they were blowing it up while they were like going <laughs> going up before the before the drop. And they tucked napkins in their shirt and had silverware and they pretended oh. to have a Thanksgiving feast as they were Heather, going. Heather, that is hilarious. So funny. And I think oh, the last so time funny. they did it was the funniest. They um spent the night before in the hotel, hot gluing tinsel and ornaments on green hoodies. And um, when it was time for the drop, they pulled out these green hoodies and they stretched out their arms and they were a Christmas tree. And their dad oh my was gosh, holding no. a star. <laughs> so, <laughs> they got super creative. <laughs> wow, this is dedication. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> How fun though that they've got all these pictures. Yeah, I've seen... Uh, Wow, I've seen guys playing board games. I saw one oh. where a guy was holding a monitor and the other two guys had like <laughs> Nintendo controllers like they were playing oh, yeah. Nintendo. Oh, and then, of course, have you seen the meme of the uh, 
angry lady who's writing by herself. No, I haven't There's, seen that one. Oh, you got to look it up. I'll have to send it to you. There's a, a great meme of a lady. It's She's called like not impressed or something. And she basically, <laughs> she's sitting on the log. I think she's all alone and she has her arms folded and she's like, just looking at the camera like, I don't even know how you can make that face while you're dropping, much less knowing you're about to get soaked. But it almost looks like, you know, someone convinced me to go on this ride. Yeah. All alone. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then you get what we talked about earlier. You get the first big splash and the, Mm. oh, okay, I think we're okay. Well, I'm going to call these officially the splash and the slosh. Ah, perfect. (laughs) Because you get that on this one in spades. You get the, the big splash. And then you think you've escaped and then the big slosh comes over Mm. and it's like, sometimes it's like someone took a bucket. (laughs) And then I think everybody in the group has to do the check-in, right? Everybody has to go, how bad did you get it? How bad did you get it? Yeah. Uh It's like, oh, Uh, my cell phone, you know, my shoes, my socks. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of freaking out at that moment. And then you're outside for for a little bit of it. You kind of come around Mm -hmm. a corner, you know, but uh, but then you're right into... My favorite part. And mm. it's it's what's funny because you're soaked and you're in shock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go into an area where, by the way, this room is always cold, no matter what. Right. Why do they do that? <laughs> it's to get you really nice and cool on a hot day. Yeah, but you've just gotten wet and now here comes air conditioning. <laughs> but uh, as you go through that room, uh, it is magic. It, oh, that yeah. room, you know, yeah. it is just happy and zippity doo dah, and yeah. there's the big old paddle boat, mm. and all kinds of characters. What do you, what do you love about that room? Oh, I just I love everything about it. I love the happy bees. I love all the layers because <laughs> you know you have the willows, and then you have the showboat and the characters, and you know you have the train that comes by in the backdrop, and the beautiful. Uh, golden lighting. It's just such a happy, immersive experience after, you know, going down the, it makes it worth going down the drop. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really want to see that room, that one room and you don't want to get wet, riding the train is the way to do it. If you take (laughs) the train from, uh, from New Orleans Square over into uh, Toontown Station, you can actually go through and look down in on it and laugh at the people who are soaking wet who can't believe it. To me, that that is one of the top five most magical places in Disneyland mm. is that room. Oh, it yeah. is magic. It's lit up. And, of course, we get to see, you know, classic Disney that uh, the villains never get away with it in the end. You got Br'er that's Fox right. and uh, Br'er Bear. And the, uh, I don't know if that's an alligator or a crocodile. I assume a crocodile maybe, but, yeah, you know. Crocodile, alligator. I think it might be an alligator. Maybe it's an alligator. Yeah. We actually, one time we were in New Orleans, we did an alligator tour. And I always think about this. First of all, alligators are prominent at Disneyland. You've got this ride ends almost the exact same way that Peter Pan ends. (laughs) You know, if you think about it. uh, Yeah. So, but we went, yeah, it must be alligator. So we went to New Orleans once and we went on an alligator tour and they kept saying, we don't know if alligators are going to show up. We hope they will. And then we were on this like floating houseboat, whatever thing. And, and we were out there and the guy says, I'm going to call them now. And he starts making this guttural noise. <gasps> boop, boop, boop. 
And we were like, this is the worst 50 bucks we've ever spent. And I kid you not, suddenly 20 alligators came over to the boat. Oh, my goodness. So you can call them. But anyway, I digress. Oh, my so goodness. You got, it's so it's pretty funny. cool. So so you got at the end, you got uh, you got the fox, you got the the um, the bear, and they're just miserable. And mm-hmm. I just I don't know. There's something about the music of that. I can never get tired of it. Oh, and then yeah. you kind of got a minute to go through and collect yourself, uh-huh. and that's pretty much it. And then you get the worst moment. Once you pull up, you stand up, and the assessment really begins. <laughs> It's like, oh, I didn't realize how wet my socks actually were. <laughs> yeah, you got to take that first step and you watch all the water, you know, as it runs out of your shoes and socks. And and that's pretty yeah, much it. I mean, that's 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 the ride. That's Splash Mountain. And, and then you go and you check your photo and everybody mm-hmm. has a good laugh. And then everybody says, wait, where's Heather? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They're like, this isn't our boat. Yes, it is. Wait, I thought Heather was on the ride. Did you uh, Photoshop her out of this? What's going on? And then I know a lot of people, their tradition is after going through the trauma of Splash Mountain, their tradition is to then go across to Pooh Corner and uh, right over there, they've got some of the best treats. I mean, oh, yes. amazing desserts in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I want to take a minute and just talk about uh, two things. First of all, you know, you and I have talked about this attraction before. You were on, I mentioned that we did this once before with a bunch of us. You talked about the layering. And right. this is the perspective that I could not get, only an artist. I have zero <laughs> art skill. I do not have the artist eye. You are you're a professional artist. This is what you do for a living. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that, about the layering in Splash Mountain. Well, it feels like every uh, square foot that you move forward is a different ride or is a different part of the ride, uh, like a different scene. And the reason is because there's just so many layers in the ride. Like I had mentioned before, um, you have the willows that are dipping into the water. You have your log, of course, and the water. And then you have like, you know, tree trunks and you have um, the animatronics and you have the lighting, the warm lighting. And then you have, you know, um, the showboat, you have the backdrop. And it's just like as you as you move through the ride, there's like parallaxing and each new new uh, movement just feels like a new scene. It's just really immersive. I had never thought about that. But, you know, there are some of the attractions that you go on there. Uh, at Disneyland that have been there for a while. Like I would say that small world is not particularly deep, you know, you kind of, Mm -hmm. it's a a character and then a wall maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, but you're right. There are so many layers and so many different emotions that's set to evoke. And Mm -hmm. so I I think it's just awesome. I don't know. I was going to say, I'm going to look for that next time. I don't know that we'll ever be able to ride this in this form again. So, because I don't know exactly what all the plans are, but yeah, that was yeah. the first time I thought about that. Oh, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the music. Oh, yes. um, there are a few songs. And by the way, if you want to see all the lyrics, there are lots of places. I'm sure you can see them. Mm-hmm. But there's actually uh, songofthesouth.net mm. uh, has all of the uh, music and all of the lyrics to all the different songs. Um, but uh, so there are a few songs in this. There's How Do You Do? Everybody has a laughing place. Burroughs Lament, 
sooner or later. And Burroughs' lament is, I'm I'm sure where the the rabbits are oh, yeah, completely upset. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then sooner or later, and then uh, zippity doo Yeah, Burroughs' lament is, what can poor Br'er Rabbit do to keep from becoming rabbit stew? <laughs> Warn him, Br'er Rabbit, is waiting my breath. That rabbit is facing certain death. Don't you go to the Lappin place or the fox will get you too. Oh, oh man. It is. Yeah. And actually, sooner or later is not on the ride anymore. I was looking down to see what that is, and it's no longer on the oh, on the ride. So you've they just left it on here for historical purposes. But so you got how do you do? Everybody has a laughing place. Burroughs lament and zippity doo dah. Do you have a favorite of those? Mm, it's a tie between the laughing place and zippity doo dah because those are both so happy and they just stick in your head for the rest of the day. Yeah. And that's really funny to me because for me, it's, how do you do? I get, how do you do? How do you do? My pleasure greeting. I love, how do you do? I mean, they're all great. And I would hope that nobody's favorite is Bro's Lament. (laughs) I love it when the sad rabbit mom is crying about her child. (laughs) Yeah, but everybody has a laughing place is fantastic. Of course, Zippity Doodah is kind of such a it's a classic Disney yeah. classic. You're not a Disney fan if you don't love Zippity Doodah. And so it's mm. the iconic music. But I I don't know about you. Sometimes I get in the mood to just listen to this music. I'll just put on this song in my car or in my house or whatever. Do you ever listen to it off offline, oh, yeah. not at Disneyland? Yeah, absolutely. It's um part of my Disney playlist. And it's yeah. great, great music. I think they uh they won an Oscar for that. Is that correct? Did they really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I did not know that. I had no idea. Look at that. We're learning yeah. things all the time. It's true. James Basket, the the off, or the uh, actor, also won an Oscar for his work there. That is awesome. Well, it's fantastic music. And, and now we're going to jump into today's big news. Holy cow. Heather, what a oh day. Goodness. What a day to record. Wow. And out of full disclosure, we were scheduled to record tonight anyway. But we were going to be talking about a totally different attraction. But when we saw this come up, so many emotions, Mm -hmm. we decided we have to talk about this. So it's going to be The Princess and the Frog. First of all, what do you think of the movie, The Princess and the Frog? I like it a lot. I think it was Disney's last 2D animated feature film in 2009. And uh, I just think it's really sweet. I love the character of Tiana. I relate to her on a deep level because I'm a workaholic, too. And uh, (laughs) it has a lot of fun music. The bad guy, Dr. Facilier, is just awesome yeah he's absolutely one of the best bad guys so it's yeah it's really a very fun movie it's a very fun movie what i love about it is it is a very classic disney movie but with a twist you know in that she's not looking for her prince Mm -mm. she's not looking for her prince you know, if when when you look at uh, the Little Mermaid, uh, when you look at mm-hmm. certainly the older ones, Snow White, you know, and Cinderella, someday my mm-hmm. prince will come. I have to be saved. Meanwhile, Tiana, she just wants to open her own restaurant, you know, mm-hmm. and live out her dad's dream. And I think mm-hmm. there's something really cool, and that she ends up, you know, and and that's become, I think, more like if you look at Tangled and certainly Brave and you know, Mulan or, you know, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of other ones where, you know, strong female characters, which I just love. Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
this is one where she's a princess. She's definitely a Disney princess, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, such a great deep character. So I do love oh, yeah. the movie. And you're right about Dr. Facilier. Now, have you ever seen Dr. Facilier in the parks? <gasps> I haven't. Have you? My gosh, Heather, I'm <laughs> not kidding. Like, it's been the same guy that I've seen three times, Whoa. and I have photos. Okay, I'm going to go, please, if you're listening, go to our Instagram. Uh, just search for the Castle Collective. It's weird. Our, our name is actually Seek C Collective Pod or something like that. But okay. just search for Castle Collective. But I will post pictures of Dr. Facilier in Disneyland. He walks around New Orleans Square, and Heather, he is <laughs> the coolest. It is like <laughs> somebody cast a spell to make the animation come to life. He oh. looks and talks and acts so much oh like him. Oh my goodness. A, He's legit. So, huh? Yeah. And, uh, and actually, we've taken pictures with Tiana, too, and they get just incredible oh. The big dress, and it's just beautiful. She's gorgeous. So what concerns do you have about this coming over to Princess and the Frog? Any any thoughts or anything you're wondering about? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to take in with this. Um, My first thought was, oh, this kind of changes the colors on the ride. So, you know, the colors are, like, very warm, at least in the beginning and the end. And it's like, this is going to change the colors, the lighting to be very blue and green and purple. Blue and purple, yeah. Yeah, Uh uh-huh, which which is really interesting. And uh, kind of give it more of a, possibly more of a little bit of a mellow feel, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. how about you? What what are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, it's going to change a lot. You know, one of my first thoughts was, wait a minute, this is New Orleans. What are they doing with the mountain? (laughs) And maybe there are mountains near New Orleans that I'm unaware of. (laughs) Um, I've been to New Orleans three times and I love it. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. The culture is just a beautiful place. And so I think there's a lot for them to play with. Uh, But my first concern is how do you justify having a mountain there? Now, one of the things they could do, and I always forget her name, Mama, Mama what's her last name? Mama Odier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, she lives up in that big tree with the boat stuck up there. I I think it would cost too much, but if they would tear down the mountain facade and turn it into a giant tree and, uh, you know, make that, you know, I think that would be really cool, but I don't see that happening. I think they're going to figure out a way for it to still be a mountain. That would be a lot. We don't have any details. That's Honestly, by the time that, by the time you're listening, you may know everything about it, listener. You may know the whole thing. So, but we don't know that much. I guess that's a concern. The upside for me, I think, you know, in kind of revisiting the story, it has some of the richest characters mm-hmm. and some of the best music. I mean, what we're losing oh, yeah. is we're losing the incredible music that Splash Mountain has. But mm-hmm. that song, New Orleans, the opening song, oh yeah, so gets stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been humming that all day today. Ever since yeah. we announced it. It's very sticky. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's a question. How do you think they'll handle this is going to be transitioning now because you there's a pretty clear delineation once you've left Haunted Mansion that you're done mm-hmm. with New Orleans Square mm-hmm. and you are in Critter Country. Right. You know, you've got all of the wooden, the wooden primitive railings, whatever, you know, the, the mm-hmm. split log. And then you've got the mountain and you're right into, you know, this was at one point bear country. Then Mm -hmm. they turned it into critter country for, for splash mountain. 
do you think that they'll kind of retheme it and stretch out uh, New Orleans Square? That's really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It just seems like it's a good cross between New Orleans Square and Critter Country because, you know, all the characters, they're frogs for a lot of the movie and there's a, there's like Louis the Alligator and and yeah. all these, and Ray the Firefly. So it kind of feels like it's part Critter Country and also New Orleans Square. So I, I think it's a it could make for a really good transition into Critter Country. What are your thoughts? Kind of, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, you know, one of my favorite areas there is the Hungry Bear. Mm-hmm. Terrible food, uh, but an, <laughs> terrible food. I'm sorry, but uh, an amazing deck. You know, they have mm-hmm. all of that real estate oh, that is yeah. just so cool right there. And, you know, so I'm wondering, I don't know. I'm just kind of wondering if that becomes, I, I think they have to do something to make Tiana's Palace, <gasps> like the restaurant, right? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Oh, that I mean, that's the great. central theme. Yeah, oh, that's kind of the central theme. Okay, yeah. here's an idea. Are you ready? Okay, let's hear it. The room, the room that has the paddle boat, right? That room, you take that and turn it into a blue bayou style dining oh. experience. I love it. Sign me Would up. Would that be amazing? Yes. Now. <laughs> if you could turn that into Tiana's Palace and be having actually dinner at Tiana's place or Tiana's Palace as it ends up being, oh. and then you're watching the boats go through. All right. That would be amazing. That would be so fun. <laughs> See, now I'm already trying to figure out in my head if they have the room to do that because yeah. I would so do that. That's Can you imagine? That would be awesome. Or somehow yeah. having a restaurant in there. But I do think they're they're going to do some pretty heavy retheming. And right now, I would say the Critter Country theming mm-hmm. is a little bit soft, in my opinion. Right. You know, it's, it's a little generic, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of uh, being edged out, I'd say, because you know originally you had the Country Bears, and uh, you know now it's Winnie the Pooh, and uh, yeah, I'm wondering if they might actually choose to retheme all of Critter Country. Yeah, I actually also kind of wonder if Winnie the Pooh's days might be numbered. Really? I, Why do you think that? You know, I, and I have no, you know, I certainly have no information, but Winnie the Pooh on a really, really slow day is a five-minute line, and on a really, <laughs> really busy day is a seven-minute line. You know, it, it just doesn't draw a lot of people. It's not in Fantasyland, mm-hmm. um, you know, whereas, as you know, in the Magic Kingdom, they have it in Fantasyland. They don't have mm-hmm. all the other dark rides, but uh, it's where Mr. Toad used to be um, yeah. in in their Fantasyland. I, it just doesn't draw a big crowd, you know. It's not, and it's a it's a fun attraction. I love uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride. You know, I think everybody enjoys it. But I think they should go all in, and uh, we're going to have a lot of listeners who hate this. <laughs> but if you're going to make that a Princess and the Frog. Uh-huh. Do a dark ride of something with New Orleans, you know, Ooh. or turn that into Tiana's Palace. What if you took that across because it's right? You could, t- if you took a Hungry Bear and the Winnie the Pooh ride, you could take all that, tear it down, build a big old restaurant right there oh, on the yeah. water, on the rivers of America, do a bayou theme, oh, turn yeah. that whole area into bayou instead. I think oh, that'd be goodness. awesome. That would be really cool. Just make it a whole big New Orleans section. That'd be really cool. What, what, what always cracks me up about that is here they've got this huge expensive ride of Winnie the Pooh that mm. I love. I love it. Mm. I love that attraction. But it's usually pretty darn slow, small line. 
But then just down the way in a $500 costume, you've got an hour and a half line for people waiting to meet Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. <laughs> That's a really good point. You know, I kind of wonder if the if the Winnie the Pooh ride is just like marketing for the other things. Because, you know, you go on the ride and the very last scene is Winnie the Pooh feasting on honey. And then mm. you go out the exit line straight into the chocolate and the treat corner. <laughs> it's like, they planned this. This is advertising yeah, for their candy shop. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you saying that Disney actually positions you to buy things? I am shocked, Heather. How dare you be so callous to think that what they care about. Name me name me any other ride that ends in a gift shop. Oh, never mind. They pretty much all do. Um, <laughs> at least this one's this one at least allows you to go outside before you hit the gift shop. I like I like getting off ones like uh, like Buzz Lightyear, where it just dumps you directly into a gift shop. That's that's a lot of fun. Well, I I will say you know like everybody, I'm going to be sad. Um, you know, we we were talking the other night. We were talking about. Uh, Tower of Terror into Guardians Mission Breakout. Mm. And I fought it and oh no, this is I'm so sad. Then I got on it and fell in love with Mission Breakout. I you know, this is this was Disney's vision. This was Walt's vision. He said it'll it'll never be finished because it's always going to be changing. And I, I just, you know, we're we're certainly not going to get political on this, but I think that if there's something going on at Disneyland that makes someone feel uncomfortable you know, let's, let's do what we can. And this is a beloved property. I, it's interesting too, IP wise to me, princess and the frog was not a big hit when it came out necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not, it certainly wasn't a, a Moana or a frozen or anything like that, but it's one, there are certain Disney properties that over the years build up more right. and more and more of a following. I look at like a nightmare before Christmas was actually kind of a flop of a film. And now it's taken over Disneyland. It feels like every shop is right. filled with it. Right. And give shops. there are certain attractions. Yeah. You know, and now they have their own attraction, you know, in Haunted Mansion uh, during Christmas. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's I'm I'm at peace with this. Not that Disney cares what I think, but Disney uh, my <laughs> approval to do this and we'll just be yeah. sad. I then again, I still think of America Sings as the new thing because it took over for uh, for Carousel of Progress before I ever thought at Disneyland. But you know, it's always good to update things. I'm a fan of updating things. Um, yeah, and I think Princess and the Frog has staying power. You know, little girls everywhere know exactly who Tiana is if they see her, and uh, and you know, great bad guy. He's- yeah, and maybe it'll lead to a sequel or. Something on Disney Plus or who knows what. Well, I think their story is fantastic and the frogs and can't wait to see the the frog churros that they'll come out with. It'll be green, green. speckled. (laughs) It should be fantastic. Well, before we hit the single rider line and go through our quick questions, anything else on this uh, on this attraction or on the news or anything? Did we miss anything? Um. Not that I know of. I'm really looking forward to uh, the fireflies. Well, I'm hoping that they'll add fireflies to this uh, to this scene or to the ride. Yeah, just because it's just there's something really magical about the glittering fireflies, and they're a big part of the movie. So I'm excited about. Yeah, that. and especially the main firefly, who I'm just so sad when he dies. It makes me so oh, sad. Yeah. 
but then you get to see him as a star again. But it'll be nice to see him as an animatronic or an animation. Oh, yeah. And you think about how far things have come. What I'm excited about, I love the shadow play that they do now. They've got like at Peter Pan, they've got Peter Pan, and then they have his shadow doing other things. In Pirates of the Caribbean, they have the two shadows fighting, mm-hmm. and they can do stuff with shadows now. Think about Dr. Facilier moving around in his shadow in the background doing oh, different things. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be it's, so perfect. It's totally yeah. suited for it. Yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll just get excited. We'll just get excited <laughs> for how it turns out, and we can't wait. And then, you know what? We'll have to go ride it and come back and do a revisited episode. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Sit down and talk about what we like from it. Well, we're going to head over to the single rider line. And, uh, of course, the single rider line, we ask ourselves some just quick questions about it. And, Heather, I'd love to get your input on this. First of okay. all, is it in your top 10 attractions at Disneyland Resort? That includes both parks. Okay. I'm going to say yes, but only if it's a sunny day. <laughs> it's a cold day. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> and, by the way, that's a little tip for people like, if you ride it, well, we'll get into favorite time to ride it. But yes, on a sunny day, it's a very different attraction than a cold day. That's for sure. Uh, it is also in my top 10 attractions for sure. I love this attraction. How long would you wait to ride it if you didn't have a fast pass? Probably 30 minutes, I say, would be my yeah. cap. I'm probably 40, but I wouldn't okay. like it. I, I definitely like this as a fast pass attraction or when no one else is going on it. What's your favorite part or favorite thing about the attraction? Oh, the finale with the showboat and the dancing animals and the music. I just Hands down. Me too. Me mm-hmm. too. And I just, and if I had to really be specific, probably the music, mm-hmm. I just love it. But that showboat ending is really something. I think I know the answer to the next question from you. Uh, what's the worst part or worst thing about the attraction? <laughs> you guessed it. It's getting wet. <laughs> yes. I knew that you were going to say that. I I am going to say that, yeah, I'm going to say the same thing, that you don't have the option to not get wet. You can't ride it without getting wet. So if you're not in the mood to get wet, sometimes I like getting wet if it's hot out, whatever, but other times not so much. Um, have you ever been escorted off the ride during a breakdown? I haven't. I've seen it with the lights on for a few minutes, but I haven't been escorted off. How about you? Nope. I've I've had it break down, as I mentioned, but uh, definitely not been escorted off of it. So uh, what is the best time of day to ride it and why? I think you might have mentioned this earlier, but go ahead. I like mornings because usually the line isn't very long and you have all day to dry off. Yeah. And I'm the exact opposite. It is my favorite way to end my day at the parks. Uh, if, Especially if, if we're staying at one of the Disney hotels, if we're at the Disneyland Hotel or the Grand Californian, you know, where we can fairly quickly get back to our rooms. Yeah. I, I kind of like it as my last attraction. I also like that you can see Disneyland at night. You get a killer view of it. And if you ever get a chance to ride it while the fireworks are going off, spectacular. You can look over and see Disney Park. With the fireworks, it's pretty awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, next, if you own Disneyland, what one thing would you change about this attraction? Mm. Uh, I would love to have giant fans in the room with the photos. <laughs> <laughs> Just let you dry right off. <laughs> Warm fans. Heated Warm fans. fans for Heather. <laughs> giant blow dryer. So for me, I would love that, you know, they have... Um, 
like on uh, like it's a small world and on some attractions they'll have uh, special boats that they can pull in for a wheelchair or to accommodate different people. I would love for them to have special boats that you could bring in that have a clear plexiglass cover over the top <laughs> so that you can ride it and choose not to get wet. Like I said, there are times I'm, I'm not, I'm not a never get wet guy, but when I don't want to get wet, mm, I don't want to get wet. <laughs> so I think if I could just pull that, uh, you know, Hey, let me get a non wet kind of like, you know, over at uh, the, the uh, Ferris wheel over at California adventure, they've got the, uh, the, the traveling cars versus just the swinging uh-huh. cars. You could choose. I want a non-wet, but I don't see that's that happening. So. That's yeah. Well, they are redoing the ride, so maybe they'll add that. So you <laughs> never know. Uh, describe the attraction in one word. Oh, cheerful. Yeah, that's a good one. For me, it's joy. It is just pure joy, that ride. I love it so much. And Heather, once again, I feel like we got to ride it together. Now, <laughs> this was so much fun talking it through. It was so much fun. It made me feel like I was in Disneyland again, Yeah, which a lot yep. of us can't experience right now. I know with this whole, and then they just announced, you know, now this is going to be funny. People might listen to this a year from now and have forgotten about this, but they just announced, you know, they had announced that they were going to reopen July 17th, which would have been awesome. The anniversary. And they just announced today. Nope. Not only are we not opening July 17th, but, uh, we uh, we won't even tell you when we're reopening till after Fourth of July. So, to be crazy, crazy times, yeah. yeah. But at least we can sit and talk about it, and we have great memories. So, right. uh, I mentioned at the beginning that your art is phenomenal. People oh. need to go check it out. So, Heather, where can people find your artwork? Uh, the best place to go is my Instagram, and uh, you can find me at story underscore monster. That's my Instagram handle. You can also send me messages through there. I'm usually pretty good about answering those. But I love she it. does such cool work. You're going to see uh, a whole lot of. I'm going to say you're going to see a lot of Disney work. You're going to see some great non-Disney work, but there's one movie especially that you're going to see a whole lot of. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us who we get to see a bunch of. I am obsessed with Mary Poppins. That I think <laughs> is the best movie ever made, and I love drawing tons of Mary Poppins fan fan art. So, and while yes. while the audience is only listening to this, they're not seeing this. I, you, and I can see each other, and right behind you is a pillow that says <laughs> "supercalifragilisticexpialidocious." So yeah. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. We ended up watching that last uh, last weekend, and I had forgotten what a magical movie, just and just what a and what treasures Julie Andrews and uh, Dick Van Dyke are. Holy Absolutely. cow! Absolutely. And you've watched on Disney Plus the uh, where they the uh, artifacts. Have you watched that? I haven't yet, but I've heard it's amazing. It's phenomenal. The, you, it will make you cry. It made me cry. So it's it's called um, Prop Culture. Okay. And they do an episode on Tron, my favorite movie of all time. They do one on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They do one on all these different things. And he goes back and tries to find older props. But there is one of Mary Poppins. You've got to see it. It. 
it literally made me tear up. It's so beautiful. So, okay. and I'll be bawling. I know. Yeah, I know. you probably will. It was awesome. But then you'll put on the uh, soundtrack from Splash Mountain, and you'll feel all good again. So, Heather, this has been so fun. You are such a treasure. Thank you so much for being part of the collective. You guys will hear Heather again. I'm calling her in on on any of the really the really cool rides. Uh, and we'll we'll definitely revisit a, f- a few of those down the road. But Heather, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Sean. This has been awesome. All right. And from all of us here at uh, the Castle Collective, be sure to check us out on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We post news. We also share things about the members of the collective and what they're up to. Check us out there and uh, stay up to date on what we're doing. But until next time, uh, Take it easy. Enjoy zippity doodah and all that good stuff. We'll see you next time on the Castle Collective.